0: I'm Patrick
1: Mifflin. I'm Brandon Perkins. I'm Chris Seloji.
0: And I'm Lee Lamb. And uh,
2: hopefully everybody had a good holiday, uh, recovered from the turkey coma. Uh, and, uh, and
3: or hangover. <laughs>
2: hangover and or uh, were, had bail
4: posted because of the inevitable... Uh, Yeah, No, I wasn't drunk and belligerent. I was just drunk.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, shit
2: could happen, especially with, uh, you know, uh, rowdy family members occasionally
3: uh, talking a little bit
4: too loudly. Yeah, that didn't happen. I was snowed in. Yeah, so all good there. Uh...
3: Fortunately for me, whenever politics came up, my family immediately hushed up. (laughs) <laughs> which is literally something I have never seen happen. So
2: interesting. I think everybody's starting to see the writing on the walls at this point. But it's like, nope, not going there. So, uh, but yeah. So uh, the holidays are still like in full swing. Basically, now we've gone from uh, turkey to uh, Christmas music. Like immediately. Uh, so that's been great. Uh, apart from that, oh
3: well, I was hearing Christmas music before Thanksgiving, so
2: yeah. So <laughs> yes, yeah. so, uh, okay, so we got that going on. Uh, apart from that, well, you know, it's uh, winter and it's cold, and I don't like it. Even though I'm Canadian, <clears throat> I'm supposed to be used to it,
3: but it still sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's not
0: fun, we're about to have a little cold snap here I can't wait
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's gonna be like Right now it's like 64 And then tomorrow it's gonna be like 50 something Oh, poor,
2: poor you Yeah (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna get like 19 over here So, fuck you (laughs) people Yeah Anyways, before we get into what we've been playing I kind of wanted to give a little uh, PSA On something that I was made aware of uh, This week uh you guys remember WinAmp, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it it whips a lot loved of it. ass. Um, loved it. Yeah, and it kinda just like died, and then uh Radionomy uh-huh. just sorta basically like they released the version that they had in kind of development, but it really wasn't anything special. Uh it kinda had a few extra features and then like a bajillion new bugs that were introduced, so that's yeah. kind of ended up being a net loss. Uh and that desktop client on the Winamp side is going nowhere because, well, they decided that they're going to do something new and it's going to probably be mobile-focused. Um, this didn't sit too well with a couple of the older uh, Winamp developers, and they split off. Uh, and what they've done is uh, they created WakeUp, the uh, WinApp Community Update project. Uh, they've gotten their, well, it's not the first official version. It's actually a couple of uh, versions in now. Uh, which is basically an attempt, and uh, so far a very successful one, at bringing Winamp to a modern platform. Uh, so now uh, all of the shit works. Uh, you've got a new uh, new skin that uh, works fine with uh, uh, modern displays and high DPIs, which is uh, something that Winamp always had a problem with. Uh, you've got all of the modern encoders are in there, so all the stuff that was removed in the last uh, WinApp update is now there. Uh, it's it's basically WinApp, just a lot better. Uh, it has built-in uh, VGM support, so if you've got like stuff like SID files or SFC files or Sega Genesis VGM files, you can play them directly in WinApp now. Um, it's it's a great little project, and I highly recommend if you miss Winamp and everything that it did for you, uh, now it's back. And uh, you can get it. Uh, I have the link there at the top Dude, of the Dude, I will
0: totally check that out. I, I love I'm Winamp. i sold.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, give that a look. It's really, really awesome. Uh, you can even install it as a portable version because they've, uh, they've got that. So if you want to bring an entire Winamp installation on a USB key, I, I don't know why you would, but you could. Um
4: I can think of a few reasons.
2: Yeah, well, for you, for work, you could do that. You just have uh, your entire WinApp environment on USB key, and you're Uh, good to go.
0: Will it let me um, import anything from iTunes? I
2: I believe it does. Okay. Yeah, I haven't tried that because I don't have iTunes installed because iTunes is evil.
0: Yeah, iTunes sucks. So if I could actually just, but it's what I use as my main music player because that's where I have all my music since Winamp fucking died. Yeah. So if I can make that work, I'll make that shit work. Yeah.
2: Now it's like it's like the Black Knight. It's like it's not dead yet. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it's now very much alive. Uh, the these guys are uh, are really really on it. And the last uh, version that they released was uh, about a month ago, like mid October. Uh, but they've been just constantly hammering at it, and they're expecting another another release in the next couple of weeks, probably just before the holidays. Um, so yeah, it's uh, very very well worth checking out. It's free, naturally, because uh, it's also open source now. So hey, um, check it out! Great little project, and oh yeah, uh, WinApp now continues to whip the llama's ass. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, and WinApp plugins still work. Which is great, because you know how many really good Winapp plugins there
4: were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so check this out. Uh,
2: apart from that, well, I've been playing uh, still PC Building Simulator. Uh, like I said last week, I don't really have anything more I can actually do in it, because uh, I did all the things. I reached the level cap. Um, but, yeah, I'm still playing it. I'm still enjoying it. I'm just going for score at this point, which is basically what's what's left as far as the career mode goes, since it just randomly mm-hmm. generates jobs. Um, and then just doing, you know, just random builds and free build just to see what kind of crazy concoctions I can come up with. There are some mm-hmm. very, very, very weird cases in that game that apparently actually also exist in real life, and I wish I could see one, because uh, that GamerStorm Stellar is a weird-looking PC case. I've never seen any PCKs look like that. It looks like a freaking spaceship.
4: It's the kind of thing that makes you ask how?
2: <laughs> it makes me ask how and where do I buy one because I want it. So it's been that. Uh, yeah, of course, I've been doing my regular emulation stuff. Uh, got all my LaunchBox stuff back, back in order. And I missed the Black Friday sale for LaunchBox, which would have been great because I could have renewed and upgraded for... Uh, basically twenty bucks. I would have had a lifetime license, but anyway, yeah, it's not it's not that huge of a of an investment to upgrade uh, to lifetime for uh, for me anyway. But you well, know, would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even if you like, if you buy your license and it expires, the, the only thing that you uh, don't get are uh, updates. Everything that you had access to is still there. So you know, if down the oh, road, that's good. Yeah, if down the road you still want to, you can always just renew it whenever you feel like it. So
4: it's so always nice when you own what you bought.
2: Yeah, yeah. And even the the free... Yeah, big stuff, fan of that.
5: Yeah. yeah it's,
2: a, it's a trend that's a slowly like dwindling, which is... Really, it's really terrible, to, isn't it? Yeah, totally like annoying. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of been it for me. How about you, Pat?
4: Well, I finally got back into Shadowbringers um, after a bit of a break, and so that's been fun. Um, just... Going back and uh, playing it without feeling the same pressure that I did to sign on every day when they were doing those um, MGP grinds that um, you know for gear that was going to be going away. Um, so yeah, it's good. I think the time away um, did me some good. <laughs> but um, other than that, I've been making attempts to get back into playing fighting games. And, um, I'm really starting from a position of, I don't really play anything on the regular anymore. And so I'm completely trying to, um, rebuild my usual rotation of games, uh, from, from nothing really. And so that's been an interesting experience. Just, um, you know, cause I do have this whole array of titles to choose from on my PS4. And, um, some of them I'm just getting to um, really experience in depth for the first time, and honestly, I can see myself latching onto Mortal Kombat 11 already. Um, it's actually what I'm playing as I speak, and I'm quite enjoying myself with it. Yeah, but you see uh, what I mean about all of the just extra gunk that is
2: piled on top of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Already yes. thanks um,
3: that was more uh EA than anything
2: yeah, WB yeah yeah the
4: other two evil letters <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
4: but, um you know it it's not hindering my enjoyment at this point I'm just um yeah I'm just learning the ropes and this this one is a lot more um MK2 inspired than MK3, I find. Hmm. It's it's definitely a slower pace, and I don't hate it. I um. When you're actually, I, I think there's it, plenty it of room great. for. Okay. Yeah, I, I think there's plenty of room in the genre for these uh, well paced, tactical based fighting games, hmm. and I think Mortal Kombat 11 does that masterfully. So I'm definitely. Um, definitely looking forward to playing just learning it further because I'm I'm definitely still very new at it. Hmm. But, yeah. What have it
0: on? PS4. Okay, yeah, I've got it on PS4. I actually ended up buying it on Steam, though, because apparently you can um, use Wii Mod and remove all of the bullshit. <laughs> so, So you can just, every time you get the chance to unlock something, you can unlock it. Yeah. So without having to deal with their weird Fucking junk.
4: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I I do like the customization in it because it's very Virtua Fighter. Right. It's not quite as deep, but the the idea is definitely the same. Hmm. So I can appreciate what they did there with it, but they also need to make it as easy to um, get those um, equipment pieces as it is in Virtua Fighter. And that's that's something that just seems to be. Um it's a symptom of modern gaming. Yeah, unfortunately. really. But I think I've got a main. I think I'm getting some bread and butter combos down, so yeah, I, um I'm definitely enjoying it. And now I just need to um go through my fighting game folder and you know see what else sticks. I'm sure uh samurai showdown will eventually i just um need to spend some more time online with it yeah. But, but yeah it's um it's been interesting i've had a four-day weekend and i've pretty much put all of it into gaming cool and yeah yeah so how about you brandon
3: uh well first and foremost i finished trails of cold steel 3 <laughs> Good. yeah um Did it and- the way you expected? <laughs> Uh yeah. Yeah, it actually did. Okay, um so
2: we won't go into spoiler territory there.
3: No, I won't go into spoiler territory, but I will say this much. Um It doesn't have quite the cliffhanger that's as infuriating as, say, the first trails of Colts oh, in
4: the game. Man. Or the oh. first
3: Trails in the Sky game, yep. for that matter. Uh, but it still it still ends at a point where you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because it ends ju- It li- I compare it to sort of like the ending of The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. If you can think like in that manner mm. because that's kind of how it ends. It's right at the moment when everything is about to fi- – when the shit is finally about to hit the
4: fan. Mm. Um, I think you like- knew going in that that's what, pretty much where you were headed.
3: Yeah, uh, there's like one last major boss fight you've got, and it's basically like a two-parter where first you start fighting them uh, in the regular fashion, and then the next one you actually get into the Panzer Soldats and fight them then. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, you do finally get to meet uh, Emma and Vivi's grandmother. And, uh, he's a little blonde-haired, lowly because, of course.
0: Huh.
4: Because
3: Japan. Well, that's exciting. Oh, yeah, and apparently she's also a vampire.
4: Because okay, up Until that point, I was actually picturing Tita.
3: <laughs> well, uh, it's kind of weird. She does have, like, an adult form, but she, for whatever reason, likes to go along looking like a 10-year-old girl for some reason. Um, uh,
4: now I'm picturing Rachel Alucard from Blaze Blue. Uh,
3: I was going to go more for uh, what's her name from uh, Dance in the Vampire Bone, but yeah, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, she was the inspiration. Okay, so you know, like how in the Trails games, there's always like a novel or like a serialized story or something that yeah. you can collect as it goes along. Well, she's actually the inspiration for one of them. Um, she's the inspiration for the, uh, story that you pick up during, uh, the first Trails game, the one about the nun fighting the vampires. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's the inspiration for it. Her name is Crimson Roselia. And yeah, basically like, however, her, her story got sort of gone around it inspired someone to start writing a book so yeah <laughs> <sighs> all ties up together um but yeah so i'm done with that so now i've basically been dividing my time between uh destiny 2 since you know it's free to play now i decided i'll go ahead and give it a shot uh and Three. oh destiny 2 yeah
5: uh
3: it's actually pretty good um And again, I haven't gotten to play it that much because I only recently had managed to get around the problem of uh, basically hanging on the beginning loading screen forever and ever and ever. Mm. Yeah, I had to like delete it and reinstall it and everything, but I got to it. Um, Hadn't had any problems. Um, Entertaining, I'll say that much. Doesn't make a damn lick of sense, but.
4: Well, neither did the first one.
3: Yeah, but then again, I've also just started. So,
4: and uh, as for Shenmue
3: Three, uh, it plays like nothing has changed. It feels almost exactly like it picked up right where the second one left off, um, right down to the awkward voice acting.
4: <laughs> Did they not recast anything? Or
3: nope, it's all the same
4: people. Oh my god. Uh huh. <laughs> wow. Like let's ignore all of the strides in English voice acting since Shenmue Two, and oh my god, yeah, yep. <laughs> and
2: part of but me wonders the, the if thing, that wasn't just a uh, a stylistic choice just it's to possible. maintain continuity.
3: Outside of that, though, it's definitely much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animations are a bit smoother. the The controls are far. Far better than the originals were. Um, That's good. Not quite as convoluted or asinine as the originals were. Um, It looks gorgeous. Um, You're, because I mean, the game basically starts out as this tiny little town in China, and uh, it definitely plays the part, um, except for, you know, those random faux Sega vending machines, but, you know that's Shenmue for you. Um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, it is, uh, man, it is, it, it, talk about your cognitive dissonance because it is so weird. It is a very modern looking game that is still very much trapped in its old roots. So, uh, but yeah, so that's what I've been playing, uh, Oh, uh, also, I finished my Death Stranding review, I just gotta add pictures, and it'll be going up on the site later tonight, so, everybody prepare for that.
4: Yep, it's long. <laughs> yeah, I heard you wrote a novel. Set aside some time uh, well, to read Well, it,
3: it is, it is, uh, novel writing month, Yeah. so. Yeah, but you're but supposed yeah. to,
2: you're supposed to do that over the course of the month, not all at once.
3: In one day, yeah. yeah. Uh. But to be completely honest, you when you're reviewing Death Stranding, you kind of have to. <laughs> it's But yeah. Uh, anyway, so Chris, what about you?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, Phil and I did a stream on Sunday looking at a bunch of uh, shmups that uh, are on the PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a lot of fun seeing uh, some of the older stuff that I had. i uh, trying to see if I can pull up the list I had here. Uh, Arrow Fighters 2, Z Blade, which are on the arcade, arcade Archives, Neo Geo stuff, uh, which are very hard. Uh, games, uh, there's Ikaruga, which is also hard. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. so yes. not Especially if you're not playing it a bunch to learn patterns and all that.
5: Yeah.
1: Uh, there's Galaga, which is still fun. Uh, played Darius Burst, uh, which is just a fun, silly game. Uh, yeah. A shit ton of cool DLC that I hope goes on sale at some point so I can grab it. Yeah. It's uh, a good little game, but I still don't get why they went with that weird ass aspect ratio. It just yeah, it's like super wide screen for yeah. some reason. No options to change it. Yeah, but I guess it's probably because it was uh, uh, originally like a PSP game.
2: Yeah, kind well, of thing. Even PSP is sixteen by nine aspect ratio. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: I don't know, but oh yeah, that's because it was uh, well, because it was an arcade game with two screens. Yeah, double wide. Uh, yeah. So that's, oh, that's more than sixteen by nine. Yeah. Um. But I also play. Let's see, Jamestown Plus. Which is I would insane. just a, yeah a ridiculous game about colonial uh, America, but set on Mars for some reason. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's Aqua Kitty DX, which is a Defender clone, but with a uh, uh, underwater uh, ship uh, using cats. Hmm. And let's see, the Skyforce games, Anniversary Reloaded, which are both very fun. Uh, and Ride Ra- In 5, Director's Cut, which is uh, an absurd game. That is just,
2: yeah. <laughs> I was like sensory overload playing that game. <laughs>
1: yeah, so it's very much uh, uh, like a portrait mode uh, kind of style, but then fills in the rest of the screen with as much information as it can, yeah. <laughs> uh, including uh, the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, for what the characters are saying that you're not paying attention to because you're not there for the story. But it also displays subtitles at the top of the screen too.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there's like a bunch of information you can page through on the, the left side as well as so there's like a whole online component of sending cheers to other players and getting help back uh, through other cheers for just accomplishing certain like goals. Like kill 100 enemies, kill 1,000 enemies, beat this chapter, beat this boss, that kind of thing. Uh, that is also just silly uh that game that game's a lot of fun hmm. uh because you get to uh do lots of big giant explosions, big dumb bosses all that kind of stuff hmm. uh sort of the classic riding thing but uh a much more modern hardware yep. uh, and also very tiny uh shots uh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's on sale for nine bucks on PS4. Hmm. I like guess eighteen on Switch. Uh, so that's a game that people should definitely check out. Um, yeah, for other streams, uh, I did Death Stranding on Thanksgiving because I wanted to get back into that, and uh, had my first boss fight, or I guess kind of two, uh, against the weird Cthulhu tar monsters. Uh, yep. And kind of ran into the whole notion that. Uh, I guess the people that you like uh, kind of appear during those fights throwing you supplies, uh-huh. uh, like the hermetic grenades and such, which I still couldn't – I didn't quite understand that whole mechanic with the, the blood bags and the grenades. And I was – I eventually kind of figured it out, but I need to go back and just read the tips and mm-hmm. fully understand that because I guess you have to equip the blood bag to be able to fill the grenades with the, the blood. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. quite getting at and also, they threw so many at me in the the fight outside the uh, uh, the one center in Port, uh, uh, Port knot City, I think. Yeah. Uh, that my guy had like a good like ten feet of boxes on his <laughs> yeah. back. So I was like, I got to go back and just stash these. Yeah. Because uh, I do not need these to be carrying these all uh, on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I left my bike there as well. I did not store it. I don't know if that can transfer with you. Uh,
3: Well, it stays in the gra- in the garage.
1: Yeah, but at so. that specific location.
3: But the good thing is other players also stash their stuff, their, their vehicles, in other garages too, so you can also use them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I was setting up some charging points outside of some of the other areas mm-hmm. in that
3: first area. You're going to want to do uh, that, yeah.
1: Yeah, because like, there's not one up here. Some of them have parking spots you can park at to charge up. Uh, but there's that one, that's up in the mountains, mm-hmm. uh, the warehouse place that I did that at. Uh, there are definitely some bridges. I think I got to the point where you can kind of request like, Hey, we need to upgrade this bridge kind of thing for other people to work on yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, that's yeah. That second fight was just crazy cause I kept getting hit by him and dropping all my stuff. Yeah. Uh, trying to pick it back up, getting hit again, knocking it off. Uh, luckily, I didn't seem to be doing any real damage, just mm, uh, not really. being a very comedic, like, oh, I got it all back. <laughs> Boom. Oh, it's off again. Uh, I was like, oh, just fuck this. I'll pick up a couple and just get going and have the mm-hmm. weird uh, player spirits throwing me stuff. Uh, but eventually beat them, met Troy Baker's character, who is uh, very much uh, ridiculous. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: Yeah. He Basically, there's levels to the dooms. Uh, yeah. He's a very high level character. Yep. Uh so he can do all sorts of crazy shit. And uh then I just got to the next area and I was like, alright, that's kinda where I have to stop. Um but yeah, that was uh that game got really ridiculous. Went like mm-hmm. full anime essentially uh at this yep. point. Um but yeah, I'm looking forward to putting some more time to that. Uh the stream I did on Friday was Xenoblade Chronicles two. Yeah. Uh basically about the first couple hours there, which mm-hmm. That also goes full anime at oh, that yeah. point. Uh, where you're on this uh, mission with these guys that sort of pick you up. Uh, I guess they're, essentially their plan was to set you up as like trying to take this, uh, this person's dead corpse that's in this ship for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kill you, stab you in the back essentially. And yep. you go to this weird field that she is at, her spirit is at I guess. Mm-hmm. And they team up. To have you be the driver for the aegis, yeah, late. uh and then you bust out back into into life again and just fuck things up mm-hmm. uh then you get your uh grandpa just society starts uh, flying by, everybody, all the good people get off onto him, they mm-hmm. escape from the the bad guys, and now you're in some new area. And he dies, but re- gets reborn into a younger version of himself, I guess. Yep. Uh, and that doesn't look great. Nope. It's like they try to make it look fuzzy, but it it just looks like it's blurry. Yeah. Like, especially when his eyes are trying to blink. I'm like, I I guess those are lids.
5: Mm-hmm. His
1: eyes just go blurry at a point. It's like this, uh, when you're seeing Baby Yoda, this does not look anywhere close to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's been pretty good as I'm starting to get the... Get to the point where it's going to let me actually do things. Uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely been a fun time. Just going all anime on me, yeah, uh, which I was expecting, and some uh, very questionable character designs with a uh, what's her face that you are working with, uh, where she just has giant boobs for no reason. Yeah, uh, and the main character has these weird, like, assless chap armor. On his yeah. pants, it's like this isn't protecting important <laughs> parts of yourself.
5: <laughs> he's got like shorts
1: under it, but mm-hmm. instance, like this is like the peak of shitty Japanese armor JRPG design. Yep, uh, it's like this is just for style. No actual protection is being offered here. Uh, but yeah, other than that sort of stupid stuff, it's still a good game. It's one of the the few games Nintendo's put on sale in their eShop. Mm-hmm. I guess like that Super Mario Party Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe uh, maybe a couple others they're all Breath of the Wild and they're all like $42 mm. for the games that are so old um, but also like Clips is on sale which is a really good puzzle game mm-hmm. uh, for it's first time it's uh, 10 uh which is well worth it Um but yeah, I also been playing some more Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm on Kashyyyk, and I'm really liking this game. Uh mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Uh definitely the they could not make the the Wookiees look as good as any of the other characters you the meet.
0: The Wookiees look like Grimace.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They look like uh if you tried to make CG Wookies maybe in like around like the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, their hair just does not look good at all. Like we have not, as much as graphics look great now, hair does not look uh, particularly great. That's why most characters have you know short hair, uh, especially like the main character and the Wookiees are all hair. Mm-hmm. So they look like they just have like a bunch of like moss hanging off of them. In
5: mm-hmm.
1: uh, a way, it just looks really silly. Uh, that's like the one. It's one of the the few, like, graphical things that does, doesn't does look great in this game. Um,
0: so you're enjoying it? Because I've, I've been really mixed about it. Like, I feel like when it works, it works really good. But the amount of backtracking and bullshit that you have to do makes me want to murder someone.
1: No, I'm perfectly fine with that. I like the Souls kind of games.
0: No, no, I'm not talking uh, about
1: the Souls portion
0: of it. Like, even if they copied some of the Souls stuff, like, let me teleport... campfires like they have the meditation circles like let me teleport they're like we i went i'm further than you um and you after you finish the chic you go um you have to go back to fuck what's the what's the damn planet um
1: the other spider planet
0: no not dathomir it's the other one um damn it i can't remember the name of it anyway the the um it's one. Of the, it's the second planet you go to before Kashyyyk. Zephyr? Uh, Zephyr, uh, yeah, whatever that is. Zephyr, yeah, that place. Yeah. So in order, once you get what you need to get from Kashyyyk, you have to go back to Zepho or whatever the hell it's called, and you have to go through the entire thing, all the way back to the furthest that you can go, then to get a little bit further, and that opens up more. Like,
1: yeah.
0: So you have to replay the entire thing that you've already played, just to get to the new area, yeah. and... That happens for the rest of the game. Like you're going to go back to Kashyyyk. You're going to go back to Dathomir twice. And so it just forces you to run through everything again and again and again and again just to get – and it's always at the back. It's not like something new opened up in the middle of the level or the front or anything. And it's it's like padding at its worst and it's driving me nuts. So – because the the game gives a great impression for like the first six or eight hours. You're like, this is fucking awesome. And then you get stuck with this horrible backtracking and it just I want to kill someone. <laughs> that's just me yeah. though it might not bug you but it for me it feels like a tremendous waste of time
1: uh no it's not really been an issue so far because there's definitely like a big like Metroid element to this game of you know you get the ability to you know force push so that opens up like a bunch of paths in that tomb there that you can can go back through uh stuff like that that's uh was like definitely like okay there's something going on here Ooh. I'm playing some right now. Uh, I really like some of this. Like, it was, As you play more of it, uh, you get the unlocks, and that just kind of opens up the action a lot more for me. It's like you get the ability to kind of have this run dash, but then you get the ability to auto-block the uh, shots at you from there. Uh. And then that just kind of starts opening it up like, all right, I can just dash at dudes and not have to worry about uh, uh, countering or blocking the shots or anything like that uh I think it just starts to really flesh out the the way you can handle these uh different uh enemies and such. That's I think works really well for this game. You can definitely tell like the guy that uh was a director on God of War Three as well as
0: oh, yeah. a key part of the that.
1: uh mm-hmm. the other uh God of Wars was a big part of this, because they have things like the uh, the wall climbing segments. Yeah,
0: the vine yeah. shits everywhere.
1: Yeah, the balancing mm-hmm. on, uh, pillars, uh, or like the, the pipes kind of thing. Like that's all there. That, uh, is definitely like a core part of those early God of Wars. Mm. Uh, stuff like that. And yeah, it's, uh, definitely nice to have some of that kind of brought back. Uh, even if it's not necessarily, uh, super well-polished. It definitely feels like a game that should be coming out like next March uh, instead of mid-November. Yeah,
0: yeah, it feels like it needed another six months too because there's weird jank with it.
1: Yeah, I had uh, some fights where you get to a point where you can kind of do a finishing blow on an enemy and it's kind of uh, the the animation will like just bug out weirdly. Nothing that really makes anything unplayable. It's just like just some weird like uh, finishing touches on things that definitely need to happen, but it doesn't really make the game any worse for me. Uh, it just feels like, oh yeah, they probably wanted to get this out before, uh, the new movie and kind of unfortunately at least gets the, the content there. But, uh, as far as the rest of the game, uh, is concerned, it, you know, I think it's really quite good, and one of the coolest uh, uh, Star Wars games we've had in a long time. Uh, partly because yeah, like, if, you told, if you told me like 15 years ago, the the Star Wars game that comes out in 2019 would be heavily influenced by a From Software RPG, mm-hmm. uh, like in the vein of like a their whatever their Kings whatever games. Uh, nice field. Kingsfield. Yeah. Like essentially that would influence a major star Wars game. Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. How did this happen? But then it's like, that's influencing so many games out there now. Yeah. Uh, as people are starting to, especially at the, the bigger budget games are starting to incorporate that with pretty much every publisher seems to have, Hey, here's our star Wars, like uh, our dark souls, like, or Sekiro like, or, you know, whatever. Uh, and yeah, I, and the story stuff has been pretty good so far as well. Uh, kind of fleshing out some of these things, though. A lot of the uh, the lore, like the character names, the enemy names, like the fucking giant spiders, like Sleek, Three ys and it. Like, that was the Rams Slug like, I just fought. <laughs>
5: that's
1: like really weird and fucked up. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that's, lots of weird names. Like the the first like side boss you fight is called Ogdo Bogdo. Uh, two G's on the first one. I think one G on the second part. One no, no, uh, That's not. That's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> no, but
0: yeah, it, it, the names all over the game are weird, and it's it's very Star Warsy, where it's yeah. just like let's throw in a couple of extra value vowels, you know, like they're like they're yeah. Canadian. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I just like that, especially because they keep track of all that in the the data bank. Uh as well as the there's like a tactical guy, which like every time you fight, kind of throws in a thing here like, okay, this is like what that character's, what that enemy is about, you know, ways to like, this one's weak to, you know, fighting from behind or stuff like that. So you're like, okay, well, next time I fight it, you know, I will dodge its main attack, get behind it and start wailing on it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a lot of ways that it, it really makes uh, a lot of good sense, uh, to kind of more mainstream that's dark souls kind of action. Uh, and yeah, like uh, when you get the Kashyyyk, you get to take over the big uh, what was it, ATAT, mm-hmm. uh, and like actually do some firing there, and that's where you meet Saw Gerrera from uh, Rogue One, uh, which was pretty cool. They have him in here uh, to kind of flesh out some of that the ties to the the greater Star Wars universe, because like up to that point, and before you get the Kashyyyk, it's like I don't really know where this fits in. Storyline wise, besides the fact that it tells you it's between uh, three and four episodes, three and four. Um, but yeah, the there's also that weird planet you get uh, that is super hard up front, uh, Dathomir. Dathomir, yes. Which is yeah. like it's full of these like poison spiders that when they die they spit like a little poison cloud. So if you're hanging around them, you'll lose some health out of that switch. And you could do Kashyyyk, and it's like, all right, we got giant spiders. You're like yeah. God, fuck all these damn planets. Yeah. They're fucking spider bitches, uh. But yeah, uh, still liking the game itself. Uh, look forward to put some more time into it. But yeah, it's definitely been a rough game, but they're putting out patches, you know, updating stuff. So hopefully, they keep working on that and make it better, and maybe add some, uh, like, uh, the ability to kind of warp between uh, the meditation points. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's been largely what I've been doing and, uh, we're going to stream tonight. I'm going to be streaming some of the Sega Ages stuff that is on sale. So I have some of that, uh, I think mainly like virtual racing outrun. Like I have wonder boy and a couple others.
4: Nice.
1: Uh, like lightning force as well. Cause that is half off. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've reached the point where they introduce the uh, the robots that are in Rogue One. The the weird one that uh, goes with you. Hmm. Uh, and they're really hard to fight. But, but I've gotten to the point where I can kind of handle most things. Like that Ogdo Bogdo is really hard to fight. Mm. Cause you he, can cheese him.
0: You can cheese him. If yeah. you sit in the doorway, he won't move forward. And then you step back, he'll turn around, jump in, slash his ass, and jump back.
1: yeah. Yeah, I eventually got it because you can go up on top and kind of do a an aerial attack before you start.
0: Yeah, flight. I found that out afterwards, which was hilarious.
1: Yeah, and there's some cool that, I
0: found them the hard way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I went in there just straight up and it's like, he just beat me to death every time. Uh, it was hard to get the hang of the Dodge. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, been like this a lot. It's a it's a really cool game. I look forward to put some more time into it. Oh God, these Wookies are nightmares.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Obviously, TressFX is not being used.
1: <laughs> I don't know if TressFX would work on this much hair, because <laughs> then it would just be because like Wookies are supposed to have like matted hair, hmm. uh, and having them flowing around all weird just. Seems like that would be a, a very dark... Uh, that would be a Bloodborne thing. <laughs> <laughs> that had lots of those sorts of enemies.
5: Cthulhu. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's is like, ah, here's all the hair. Mm-hmm. Like the very first like boss in, Darks, uh, in Bloodborne was that. <laughs> just had like lots what? of hair that just... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's been pretty much it. How about you, Lee? I've
0: been doing just like you. Um playing Jedi Fallen Order and uh, I don't have as nice things to say about it as you do um, simply because um, like I said I'm running into the backtracking thing um, and so that that's kind of like I also don't like how the lightsaber for a lot of fights feels like a baseball bat um, it's supposed to be like the baddest you know weapon in the universe and yet it bounces off all kinds of shit um, so you know like I said i I've, I feel like the first six hours were incredibly strong. Um but after that they really weren't. Um so we'll just see how it goes. I like the robot though. And I've just been playing Xenogears. I've been trying to get through that. It's one of the one of the games on my list that I have not um not ever beaten and so I'm being able to play it on my Vita and, and uh Well, you can definitely see some of that age, but man, some of the shit that they tried with this game is pretty fucking insane. So I'm I'm loving that. But yeah, other than that I haven't had much time.
5: Hmm. Well,
2: uh, hopefully with the holidays coming up you'll get some time to do more gaming, hopefully. So, we'll, we'll
0: see. Get, we'll we'll see. see. It's the busiest time of year, so who the fuck knows. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I, know. I, I know that uh we're going to be going dark for the holiday weeks, so yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we won't have to worry about those. Some. But anyways, so let's get into the news of the week, and I guess we'll start off with uh yeah, free games coming out this month. Um, you know, since it's the start of a new month, well, we got new stuff on PlayStation Plus and games with gold.
1: Yeah, for uh, PlayStation Plus, we have Titans Fall, Titanfall 2, uh, which is one of the best first-person shooters of this generation. People seriously.
3: People that even have missed out you, on it. Yeah, seriously. Even if you didn't care at all about the first Titanfall, play Titanfall
1: 2. Yeah. It is amazing. It's that yeah. good, huh? Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. It's easily the best campaign of this generation for shooters. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, And the multiplayer is still really quite good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the other game, Monster Energy Supercross, the official game, video game. Uh, that pe- that is a piece of crap. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. avoid it like the plague.
2: That's a thing that exists. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. What At least one good great that? game, but uh, let's see. It seems they're also going to have a limited free trial, double XP week for Firewall Zero Hour for PS Plus members. So if you have VR uh you can try that out for the weekend or no, this upcoming week the 3rd to the 9th yeah. uh so you can check that out and play some uh game kind of like uh, rainbow six siege but in vr
2: yeah first person shooter that actually works in vr which is a remarkable in itself
1: yeah mm-hmm. uh for gold let's see what's the time frame here the first so available today uh insane robots which is an indie game. I'm probably the only person that knows this game because uh, I've seen it go on sale. Uh, don't really know much about it even then. it's mm. like a, uh, It seems like it's kind of an action thing. Uh, a riotous robot rebellion through randomly generated survival arenas. 15-plus-hour uh, campaign. Doesn't really seem like a, a game that people would be it like turn-based RPG, I guess.
5: Hmm.
1: Like very grid-based kind of thing. Mm, so, yeah. Uh, also on the first, Toy Story 3 for Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Yay. Uh, which I've heard good things about. Hmm. It's kind of a game that influenced the uh, Disney Infinity games. Hmm. Uh, their like, toy box mode is very much that kind of thing. And hmm. uh, that's I don't know about much about the campaign itself, but uh, there's some decent stuff there. Uh, for the second game for Xbox One on the 16th, uh, it is Jurassic World Evolution. Mm, just brand new. Hmm. Uh, it came out last year, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was. it uh, was a uh, yeah. Where's the date on this thing? If it has it, yeah, June 2018. Hmm. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, that came out uh, a while ago, but uh, I've heard good things about it, but also it's not – for a tycoon game, it's not super deep. Yeah. Uh, and some – yeah, just weird ways of making the park that you're obviously going to have failures. Yeah. Uh, but just trying to run a successful park seems like it's uh not necessarily the best way to play that game, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the other game we get for Xbox 60 is Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror Fate HD uh on the 16th. Mm. Uh which is the DS or 3DS uh uh spin-off of the Lords of Shadow game made by the people that yeah what is this it's yeah Mercury Steam who made Lords of Shadow. Yeah. So this is like the one where they tried to make it more like the the core Castlevania games. Mm. Unless like the actual ones, pretty good. Yeah, I heard decent things about it. Yeah, Uh, stars Trevor Belmont. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah,
2: it's not a bad month.
1: Uh, Well, unless you're
2: PS4 owner and you don't like Supercross, which is most people, I would guess. Uh, But yeah, Titanfall Two, guys. uh, That's the one that's probably going to want to be playing. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, because yeah probably the best campaign of this generation that, like, continues to embarrass the first-person shooter campaigns that coming. Covenants was, uh... oh well, yeah, well, it's respawn, so... Yeah. yeah. Alright, so let's move on uh, to the news. A uh, big update for No Man's Sky just came out. Uh, it's called Synthesis.
1: Yep. Uh, it is out. They've also put out some uh, additional updates to fix some of the bugs that have been in this one. Uh, but this includes some really nice stuff. Nothing really huge, but... Uh, they added a starfish uh, starship outfitting terminal that you can add inventory slots to your ship, uh, as well as upgrade its class if you want to just keep one ship that you like, uh, versus trying to acquire a bunch and get ones that are you know more powerful or uh, have more storage. Like you'd have to get a new ship yeah. just to get those kinds of upgrades before. Uh, also, if you just don't want a ship any a certain ship anymore, you can kind of salvage it hmm. uh, and get some. Uh, credit uh, units and uh, uh, materials and such back from it uh, they also upgraded their terrain editing system so now you can uh, restore stuff you've done so if you make a mistake when trying to uh, hollow out the ground or whatever uh, you can kind of restore that or if you just want to make uh, just flatten what you got there hmm. uh, they've added that ability now because there have been times where like you have uh, stuff that's like stuck on the ground so you go to dig into it and it's like well, to kind of fill out you kind of you can kind of do it, but it's in like a ball form hmm. so you can never really get it to be like a flat surface again, and nice. so this tool allows you to do that um, let's see what else here you can save outfits and just pull them out when you need them that kind of thing uh let's see you can drive in the exocraft in first person, so they added a cockpit in there now nice uh they brought some of the v r modes like uh Uh, Some features that are in VR, -VR, non-VR, like photo mode and creature riding to be playable in both. Mm. So now you can ride the creatures in first person uh, in VR uh, and enjoy all that that is going on there. Uh, They've upgraded the space map that's in your ship to make it a bit easier to read and uh, uh, all that sort of stuff. And A lot of quality of improvement stuff for management and new technologies to install in your... Uh, backpack and all that. Uh, new base parts and a lot of new stuff like that. Hmm. So yeah, a lot of good stuff there.
2: Yeah, it's it's nice that they're continuing to support this game. Uh, yeah, and the kind of updates that they're making, they could theoretically have charged for DLC, but they're just putting them in as part of the base <laughs> game, which is uh, yeah unheard of these days. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's starting to be one of those games that I'm probably going to have to check out. If- yeah. There there's it, it seems like now it's at the point where, you know, uh, Sean Murray wanted it to be when it started. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you yeah, it came
4: make... in pretty hot, but there there's been a litany of make goods since release.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Looks good. Uh next up, uh here's an interesting one from Valve. Um they like dropped about a thousand games from the Steam storefront for using uh, Steamworks tools.
1: Yep. Yeah, so people started noticing this that uh, some games were kind of disappearing and they used the uh, one of the Steam uh, tools trackers mm-hmm. uh, apps to kind of confirm that about a thousand games have been removed. Uh, and so PC Gamer got a statement from them saying they removed the games because of, quote, a handful of partners that were abusing some Steamworks tools. Uh, They didn't really offer any further specifics, but uh, it seems like uh, people were offering back-end ways for others to get into that stuff without getting Valve approval. Hmm. Uh, Particularly hit some publishers like Dagestan Technology, Mm -hmm. uh, which had 48 games and all got wiped off the service. Uh, And apparently a lot of these others... Uh, that also got wiped out uh were connected to them. Hmm. So it seems like uh everyone's yeah, of... had an and and hand in this. Yeah. There's a lot of those Shell
2: accounts uh, on uh, Steam right now. It's uh it's a big problem. It, well with a service that has like thirty thousand some games on there, it's you're you yeah. gonna see this. Uh part of me wonders if uh Steam is well Valve in particular is just starting to look at uh, the quality of their storefront. It's like finally starting to wake up to it. Uh, yeah, because they're making games again. Maybe maybe they should uh, start sweeping up the the, the floor over at the uh, in
1: the store. <laughs> you know. Yeah, they they don't have to worry about uh, surfacing their own game. Well, no, because <laughs> that'll be easy for them.
2: Yeah, it's easy for them, but you still don't want to trip over the corpse of uh, whatever you know. Yeah, all those other big <laughs> crap things that will just like start the game. There's some looks- skeezy indie tried to cough up. Yeah. Start the game and it just starts spawning achievements for no apparent reason. You, I don't know if you've seen those. Those are just hilarious. Uh, I don't have any of those on my account, thankfully. Apparently, there's a couple of those on PS4 as well. Uh, but yeah, I do like that they're uh, at least starting to pay some attention. I just wonder if uh, there's more that they can do. Well, there's always more that they can do. Hire some humans to actually look at this stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
4: <laughs> Live bodies.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh, what else we got going on here? Oh yeah, uh, because of uh, Black Friday, uh, uh, Valve has decided that they want to clear out the inventory of the Steam controller, so they put it on sale for five bucks. I think it's still on sale.
1: Um, yeah, until they run out of uh, supplies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, five bucks plus shipping, which is probably more than that for most people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, for me, I think it was about like twelve, thirteen bucks. Hmm. which seems really like, shitty pricing. Because yeah. their shipping is not particularly great either. No. So it's like not like – especially like coming off of Black Friday where I think all of my Best Buy orders had free shipping. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's like – and those came in even earlier than they were supposed to. So it's like ah, Valve, you need to step your shit up if you're going to yeah. be selling physical stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean the thing of it is for uh,
1: – like like shipping costs money. Let's let's yeah. be honest here. Uh and Valve has no money. We know that uh, they're not making anything these days. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're broke.
2: I mean, they can't afford yeah, to do free shipping. Uh, yeah, they can't. It's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, for five bucks, I probably, I am very tempted to at least look at it. Yeah, but you add, yeah, well, what is it going to cost to ship one of those things up to Canada? It's like what $30? bucks. I am like, well, yeah. well, okay, I am not that interested. Yeah, you know, get one on eBay. <laughs> from AliExpress or something, whatever. Mm. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, if you're interested in a Steam controller and you're in the U.S., then the price might actually be worth it. Although it does beg the question, if Valve is starting to clear it out, does this probably mean either are they going to refresh it or are they just done with it?
4: I'm going to guess the latter. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm not going to see any support for it going forward. So, Um, yeah. Not that they really.
0: Should. Well, I think it's just because there's widely supported controllers elsewhere. It's the same thing with the Steam Link. Now you can anybody that has like a set top box can just download the Steam Link app Steam. rather than having the actual Steam Link. So I wonder if they just think this is one of those those places where why bother making controllers when everybody's gonna use an Xbox or a PS4 controller anyway.
2: Yeah, I think the whole point of the control of the Steam controller was to uh, just bring. Some sort of controller support to games that never had it. Uh, problem is with the way that they implemented it, it just doesn't really work anyway. So
1: yeah, you have to be in like big picture mode. Yeah, uh, for to get access to m- most of it. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, it might be you know something fun to to tinker around with, but uh, yeah, I can't see myself using it as a main controller for anything. Mm, yeah. Because- that thing looks weird. Uh, so, yeah, not much to say there. But, uh, yeah, Steam's Black Friday thing is still going on. and hasn't ended yet. Still got a few days on that. Uh, and there's a lot of good stuff on the Steam store if, you're, if you've if you been interested. Uh, PC Building Simulator is like uh, 33% off or something like that.
1: Yeah. So uh-huh. Check it out if you want to buy it. It's a good game. Uh, yeah, they're also doing the Steam Awards. Yeah. So you can just nominate s- stupid stuff in every single award if you want.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to like like I nominated Street Fighter V for an award, and it like just like randomly picked one. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. <laughs> <it> was only <laughs> 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 eligible. That's the word I was trying to trip over uh, for one award. So, anyways. Uh, so beyond that, let's uh, move on to uh, a couple of stories that kind of tie into each other. Uh, apparently, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order uh, is
3: selling really, really well. Which should be a message to
0: EA. Which, oh, by the way, I just want to mention something about that, too, because we didn't talk about it when Brandon and I were talking about it. It's just that, you know, a big feather in their cap is there's, like, no microtransactions and all that stuff, no payable cosmetics, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But that's because the cosmetics that they put in this game, if anybody paid for them, they'd have to be fucking crazy. Because, (laughs) like, for, for every, like, for the cosmetics for the guy, it's just a bunch of ponchos. And they look like shit. And then the other cosmetics are skins for the main ship and skins for your droid, mm-hmm. and again they all look bad. Yeah. So this, I, I partly wonder if the reason that they're saying that, like, yeah, we're not charging for cosmetics or microtransactions because no one would buy this shit. Well, have you seen some of the skins that they're charging twenty bucks for for Apex Legends? Yeah, but be that as it may, <laughs> I'm just saying this shit yeah. looks terrible, not terrible, terrible.
2: <laughs> oh, with a U. Okay, <laughs> that, that's that's a whole level of bad. Uh, but yeah, fact is the the game is selling pretty well. Although they did put, put a lot of qualifiers into that uh, statement, uh, basically saying it was the best Star Wars game digital launch and the best uh, PC launch that EA has ever had.
1: Okay. Okay. Can you, can
2: you, yeah. Um, so
1: first PC launch on more than one storefronts.
0: Yeah. In
2: years. Yeah, because everybody realized Origin is a piece of crap. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, they, it's the first game I think that they put on Steam. So um, I'm going to bet that the majority of the PC sales were there. <laughs> Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, oh, but yeah. The, the, the fact of the matter is that this game sold really well. It's a single player game, it doesn't have any multiplayer or microtransactions or any bullshit. It's all like story driven. Story driven. All stuff that EA says that we don't want. Yeah, uh, wait, yeah. No.
0: I think it's just it, it, it just goes to show you. Like again, I, I think this is a. I think the foundations of this game are fantastic. I'm. I think if they do another one and they can tighten up a lot of it, I think it'll be great. Because like I said, it leaves a great initial impression for like the first six to eight hours and then afterwards like i said it just it's way worse than a metroid where it's like oh i just got to go back to this one area and i can open this door it's like imagine if, if metroid had linear levels where you started at the same place every single time and to get to the next section you literally just had to run through the exact same thing over and over and they wanted you to do that three or four times like that that's something that's easily solvable where if you're you know you're you're aping dark souls then let so this thing has meditation points instead of campfires. So, but you guys know in dark souls or in Sekiro or anything, you can teleport. If right. you go to the fire, the campfire, you can teleport around. If they had done that, that my main complaint about the game would be eliminated, which is that just the backtracking is a ginormous waste of time. Yeah. Um, so if they, if they eliminate that where you could just go to those. Cause like the map itself is pretty good. It'll show you sections where you haven't explored and things like that. So, And then areas like that you can't access and then once you get new powers, these are areas that you can. And so that part works really well. But getting to that just becomes so fucking tedious. Like, oh, I killed this stormtrooper in the same place five fucking times now. Um, That shit is annoying. But I'm sure whatever they come up with, the second one will be great if they can eliminate that problem. The other thing too is that I think it speaks for for two specific things. I think first of all, I think people have been craving a good Star Wars game for a very long time Mm -hmm. um, and they haven't gotten one. And I think the other portion of this that matters is is that I don't buy the industry bullshit that single-player games don't sell. I think you have to make a quality single-player game to make it sell. And I think that a lot of these companies aren't actually interested. This sounds harsh. I think most people that design games want to make something cool, right? But I think that there are also – um, mandates and milestones and things like that that are built into a lot of these games that prevent them from actually making something that's compelling and will get people interested but um, you can't tell me that there's not um, <clears throat> a market for well developed and well made single player games if you look at any of the Black Friday sales right now anything that's like the PlayStation 4 bundles right um, they're what are they giving away Spider-Man, mm-hmm. God of War and horizon
1: right yeah last of us got a word
0: okay all right yeah so last of us you can look at any of the uncharted games you can look at um horizon zero dawn you can look at obviously red dead we know it's a stupidly expensive game but you can look at red dead um people aren't buying that for the fucking online no you know so um so i think that there there are plenty of games out there that will sell But they have to be made well. And that – so for a single-player game, you have to make it well. And I think the – we're well beyond the point – I think previously you would have single-player games, right? And then they'd throw in the multiplayer component even with something like Assassin's Creed where they started adding that kind of stuff because that was – a lot of these companies work off of those engagement numbers, right? Like come back and be happy with our shit and that kind of stuff. And Titanfall, I think – correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't finished Titanfall 2 but – Titanfall Two does that have any microtransactions?
3: Mm, don't know. I
0: don't think it does. All right,
3: right. I mean, so, it does have a multiplayer mechanic right. because it is still Titanfall, but
0: but that game is tight, and mm. it's it's the same kind of thing. Like it, and it's it's engaging, and so you know, I think again, I think the bigger issue is is for a lot of these companies when they're thinking about how these these uh, when they say single player games don't sell, I think what they mean is is that not every single player game is going to sell ten million copies. And and that's the problem, which we've talked about on this podcast I don't know how many times. Like, the expectations here are really poor. Um, one of the things that helped sink THQ, remember, was they thought Darksiders 2 would sell 6 million copies. <laughs> where anyone, you know, anyone with, with, you know, I think the first game sold like, a, what was it, like a million and a half or something? Yeah. So you could expect that the, the 2 would sell, you know, a million and a half to 2 million because of the pedigree and stuff. You had the same issue with Kingdoms of Amalur where, besides all the bullshit that Kirk Schilling did, that game didn't make them the money that they needed because it only sold and I'm doing this completely off of memory, but I believe they missed their bonus target by two hundred thousand copies. Mm. And so that because of the deal that they made, then that forced them into being completely unprofitable on top of all of the other shit that they were carrying around with them, including that debt. So I think you can have single player games be successful, but you also have to you have to gauge that like atlas doesn't have this problem for the most part atlas has really really good sales forecasting metrics so they're not out there putting you know shinjuku anime girl 7 and expecting that shit to sell 5 million copies
1: oh no, you should right. look at part persona 5 they have tons of skins and uh, persona even oh, they they buys dlc cuz okay, well, they I have special tip d- so yeah, they're I was bundled, more about they bundle they bundle that, that stuff for like here's 60 bucks worth of dlc it's like
0: oh fuck that fuck. Well then fuck Atlas. Previously Atlas was good at this. <laughs> we can just put it that way. But no, but I think that's the kind of thing though. I think I think a lot of this also has to do with that forecasting. Um so I, I just I don't I don't buy the argument that single player games are dead or or any of that other shit. I think it's that a lot of these companies simply just don't know how to forecast for what will actually sell. And I think they don't really understand about what makes you know what makes a game uh viable and 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 interesting to people. Like I don't like Sekiro, for example. But Sekiro doesn't have any microtransactions that I'm aware of, and it sold pretty fucking well. Like there's there's all kinds of examples of this, um, yeah. where a single player sells and works. You know, it just again it has to come it has to deal with the company and how they manage those expectations. I think that's the bigger problem than anything.
2: Yeah, yeah. And the AAA industry is uh, notorious for uh, having completely unreasonable expectations. Because uh, yeah, they got to yeah. make their their money back, and uh, they also want to make like, not just a lot of money, they want to make all of the money in the universe plus 10 million mm-hmm. with every game. I, I don't think that's how that works, but that's what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, which is why we're seeing all of these, like, uh, you know, $60 base prices for games and then, you know, special editions that go up to $120 and then loot boxes and microtransactions and season passes and all that other guff. I gets yeah. piled on top, on top of it.
1: Um, yeah. So. I do want to add a correction here. Titanfall 2 does have quite a bit of DLC hmm. uh, skins and some mechs and some uh, starter it packs for, you can buy. Is it for single player or is it for multiplayer? Multiplayer.
0: Okay. I was just referring to the single player portion. Okay. Yeah, so. Uh, so. Yeah. I just think – like I said, I think it just has to do with also who they're aiming at. Like remember Call of Duty I don't think had any any issues when they took out – I don't know which one it was. They took out the single player – um and that didn't affect their sales you know but
2: actually it did <laughs>
0: Well, shit! I can just fucking swing it for the fences today, aren't
2: I? <laughs> yeah, Black Ops Three actually ended up being one, probably the the worst selling of the Call of I Duty. What games. I
0: think what I'm looking at is the Infinite
2: Warfare was the one. Yeah, I think
0: it was, uh, it was was it Black Ops Four?
2: No, yeah, Black Ops Four was the one that uh, okay. Black Ops Three had the campaign, but it didn't on the uh, original systems on the like, yeah game, like, yeah no, I I think actually, yeah.
0: What I'm looking at here is like they're talking about just like I'm looking at some on game industry biz from when it came out. Yeah, it says Call of Duty Black Ops. Four brings in 500 million in three days
5: yeah
0: um, it wasn't quite up to the 550 that black ops 3 did but you know
2: that's that's not far off i <laughs> mean
0: yeah i mean so it seems like that kind of thing didn't really hurt yeah. but again i think that's also for for who they're they're designing it for right like which is you know the core of what we're talking about here like People are gonna pick up single player games because they wanna play single player games as long as they're good. And people are gonna pick up stuff like Call of Duty mainly for the multiplayer. I think most people don't pick up the Call of Duty games for for the single player. So I think that's probably partially why you didn't really see that much of a drop off monetarily for them. And also with the you know the Call of Duty, you have to think about franchise fatigue. The fact that it can still pull five hundred million in three days, that was last year, is fucking insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's- but again, it just goes with, you know, who the I think who the audience is and, and, and who you're aiming it at.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which brings me to uh, ghost recon Breakpoint. Uh Oh Ubisoft, boy. Ubisoft Paris, uh, put up a survey asking people what they wanted. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, top re- respondents were, uh, let's see, AI co-op, uh, better gear and offline play. So naturally the, uh, response there was, uh, well, from Ubisoft was, yeah, we we kind of promised that some of this was coming in with regards to the uh, the AI teammates that they kind of promised that at E3 to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, would come in 2020. Better gear. They were looking at uh, overhauling that anyway, so there was that. And then they just kind of conspicuously said, yeah, but this other one is going to take a little while. The point is, the point I'm trying to make, though, is that... Uh, maybe this whole always online multiplayer thing is starting to run its course.
3: Yeah. Uh, Mm
5: -hmm.
2: Because you're like, this is like a major publisher, um, who still draws immense numbers with whatever game they release, uh, sampling their, uh, customers and their customers are saying, yo, uh, back it off a little bit, please. Um, uh, now we'll see. Yeah,
0: it's shocking how much the, the kickback to that was. I don't know what the fuck they were expecting, to be perfectly honest with you. Like like what we talked about on the show. Like I've I've played Breakpoint, it has no identity. That's its nope. biggest problem. Yeah. Like they could have if they just put out Wildlands 2, Breakpoint, like it would have worked. And and again, the entire idea behind it is actually really interesting. You go from being a character that is the hunter and now you're being hunted. Right. Like that's a really interesting idea, but you know you bring in the survival element, you bring in all this, and none of it actually works well. Mm. And then on top of that, the core tenant and pretty much every Ghost Recon game has is, is essentially been one shot, one kill. If I hit you in the head, you die. Yeah. It doesn't work like that in this game, and especially because there's huge chunks of time where you're running up against drones, and drones are bullet sponges, and, and it, it's a tactical game you know and so then you're just sitting there trying to find ways to shoot and it's fucking crazy like i don't know if any of you guys have played wildlands like the drones are like the choppers from wildlands on steroids hmm. like they just get on top of you and they'll fucking melt your ass hmm. and um and then on top of that you have the looter shooter mechanics like that's something else that i really enjoyed about all the other ghost recons is is if I get a gun and I like it, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't need to fucking level it up and and do all of these other things. And, and then just the whole thing that they said like, well, you know, we want this to be about you and you're alone and you know, you're on your own and you're being hunted. Oh, but by the way, you can go into this hub and you can see fucking everybody (laughs) that's on the island with you and you can see all the cool gear that they got on. So hopefully you'll buy some shit from us. Like it is, it is it's just so nakedly fucked up how um, how much they wanted to get people into buying shit and like and again I, I work in software development the only thing that I could think of is this was just something that some corporate asshole completely mandated like this is what you're gonna do yeah it does look like like game by committee doesn't it, really it? is like it there's like there's you know. 15 hands in the pot and that's fucking 13 too many. And the other part of it too, just for y'all's edification, I'm not sure if anybody knows this. One of the things that happens when you design something like this and you go for feedback, a lot of the time the feedback that you get from people is really fucking worthless. Mm. Um, And so that can make doing things harder. And so I could also see this happening because of the feedback that they were getting, whoever they were play testing it with were just people that wanted completely different things out of the game. It might not have even been somebody that would play these kinds of games. Mm. Um, and then just going, well, wouldn't it be cool if like a and broke my leg? You guys should add that. And, you know, anybody else would be like, that's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't play this game so I can wrap bandages on myself. <laughs> you know, I play this to shoot somebody in the head. Well, what if I had this really cool gun, right? And it shoots like 50 rounds every 20 seconds. What if I could unload like all 50 rounds into like RoboCop? Yeah, but that's not what this game is. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it should be like it's just the same kind of shit. And that goes back to the identity problem. There's just no fucking identity with the game. Yeah. Um, and I, I Ubisoft has always been good. with their post support. So, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll fix it.
4: Yeah. We'll see. figure something out.
2: This is, this yeah. is a really good case of, uh, I think what happens when y- you go into a game, uh, with a very established formula, Uh, Because you got, like, okay, Ghost Recon should have its own identity. The problem is, Uh Ubisoft is basically making games with all of these various elements that they've kind of homogenized over the years from all their different franchises and just mashing them all together in some way. And uh, now you've got, well, a Far Cry game with uh, stuff from, uh, you know, Watchtowers from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, all Uh that stuff is just all messing together. Yeah, this
0: is... Exactly. This is really the epitome of the Ubisoft design. Yeah. Um, which is really fucked up. Like I'll never forget, like um a friend of uh, of the show that used to be back with us back at Game Addicts, Area Gray, um, she told me to play the game. Like she was like, This is fucking awesome, you're gonna love it. And you know, like it's not very fun as single player. I'm talking about wildlands. It's not very fun in single player, but if you play it with a like somebody else, it's like a cross between some of the funniest shit we ever did in Rainbow Six Vegas and, like, a Michael Bay movie. Like, oh, okay, well, fuck it. I'll try that. And she was absolutely right. And, like, playing it single-player is very different. But I'll never forget, like, when I first got in the game, you know, and you're pulling up your drone to mark shit. Like, oh, this is the bird from Assassin's Creed Origins. And then there are different encampments you have to take out. Like, oh, these are the encampments from Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You know, like, everything is designed. Like, oh, there are these moving convoys that have – um. That have resources. Yeah, those are the fucking horseback riders in Assassin's Creed Origins. Like and Breakpoint is like the biggest example of like Ubisoft saying, let's make the exact same game and then just kind of put a different package on it. And you could almost see again where they were trying to diversify, like, let's add survival elements, let's do this. But it just doesn't work because it doesn't graft in that way. Like, at least give it give it an identity. Like the, the thing that they did is they erased the identity of what you would expect from a ghost recon game.
5: Yeah.
0: Um, and then just kind of replaced it with homogenized horse shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is,
1: yeah. uh, hmm. Yeah. And I would say about the, the single player that it's actually a really fun, I don't have fun, but a really interesting way of playing it because you can kind of soup up your drone enough that you kind of play it as a strategy game, <laughs> uh, where you are directing your dudes around to take out all the enemies in this camp. Uh, without you really having to take any part in it. Hmm. And so you kind of have this really kind of overpowered aspect of this game that you can kind of turn it into kind of a more chill experience where you can kind of just, you know, listen to podcasts or have something on Netflix or whatever and just kind of go roll through these camps of enemies and just take them out hmm. in interesting ways. And it's like this new game is nothing like that no. for those people that like that, like the way that they kind of did not balance any of that, uh, for a single player. And so, yeah, like, rolling into the sequel, it's like, okay, you can't do any of that shit you've been doing for the last few years with this game. Yeah. It's like, that's not going to make those people happy at all. It's just, like, throwing their, their interest in a new game out the window hmm. just for the ability to make this uh, essentially like a, a Ghost Recon Destiny clone.
5: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is, you know, it's kind of sad because uh, it seems like everything that Wildlands got right, uh, Ghost uh, the Breakpoint, like, reversed on. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I remember getting real Blizzard vibes actually when I, because you know I loved Legion with World of Warcraft, and then they did BFA, and it was like, man, you guys had the blueprint for what worked, and you just fucked it up. And that's the exact same thing with Breakpoint. Yeah. Like, Wildlands is fucking awesome, especially like if you can play with four people. Like, like you guys remember how fucking stupid we used to get with like PSO and stuff? Like oh yeah, that? just that with helicopters and fucking guns and shit. Yeah. Like, and let's just like. Let's fly up in this helicopter and we gotta go raid this fucking narcos fucking terror cell. Let's just all parachute out of the helicopter at the same time and come in blazing. Like all of these fucking cool, crazy things can happen. Like I I we I was playing the other day with, with uh with Area Gray and, and we had to navigate through this like um through this uh like boat channel. Right after I'd blown up some submarines, they were using to ship cocaine somewhere and you have to escape on a patrol boat and everybody's shooting at you and doing all this other, we got started getting followed by a chopper. And so she was able to start taking shots at the chopper with her fucking sniper rifle. And I ended up crashing underneath the bridge with the boat and I, I sort of beached it, but I was able to wiggle the boat back into the water and then like a helicopter came out of nowhere and she shot it and it landed right where I was like three seconds ago. So <laughs> then that helicopter blows up and I go flying off the boat into the finish area and the fucking mission completes. <laughs> like it's fucking awesome. And like just why oh my god. And just why take that away? Like I don't I don't fucking get it. Yeah. You know, why why take away all of that cool shit to do nothing? That was fucking hilarious though. It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. That's one of those things where I almost, I wish I'd been playing on an Xbox because I would like screen cap that shit. Yeah, like just you guys watch this zaniness, you yeah. know? All right, so well, let's get on to some other
2: stories for the week, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, Codemasters uh, apparently wants to rule all racing games uh, because they've just picked up Slightly Mad Studios, the uh, developers oh. of uh, Project Cars. Wow. Well, yeah. That uh, is OP
1: yeah uh-huh. <laughs>
2: they've uh, let's see what racing franchises do they not own at this point Forza and Gran Turismo <laughs> pretty much yeah at least out of the sim space yeah yeah so now they got uh, Project Cars developers I wonder if this means that the Madbox is uh, is confirmed because yeah. Uh, yeah Codemasters yeah. has has done hardware in the past
4: they, they've still got Racing Studio too yeah yeah the old uh, what was it AM2 guys yeah mm. hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, didn't they just do a, a release of Grid?
4: They did, indeed.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a lot of racing games, and the Dirt Rally and Dirt 4, which are two different things, but very similar.
1: And Dirt um, Rally 2.0.
2: Yeah. They're already at 2.0. That's a good game, by the way, if you haven't tried it out. You like your rally racing. Uh, and you like your Sims in the more hardcore uh, sense uh, That's the one you want to go for.
4: Yeah, I picked it up because it was on a VR sale a while back. Yeah. It's good stuff.
2: Uh, Next up, Facebook has acquired Beat Studios, the uh, developers of Beat Saber. That's a shame. It's It's a very strange move. Uh, I'm sure it's Oculus-related. Probably. I mean, there's some talent there. Uh, I mean, Beat Saber isn't going to go exclusive to Oculus or anything. It's just going to remain there. Uh, but uh, but I wonder if uh, this move wasn't to keep them out of the hands of Valve, who seems to be making an, a push towards uh, VR at this point. Valid,
5: mm-hmm.
2: possible. Yeah, I mean, they did just announce Half Life Alex, and uh, yeah, they're saying that's VR exclusive at least for the moment. Mm-hmm. And boy, does it does that look good? Uh, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it's it, it's strange. There's uh, everybody is. Well, everybody, a lot of uh, tech pundits are saying VR is dead. And apparently it isn't. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're at the point now in VR where all of the big, you know, but like the big bubble uh, it has kind of burst, and the people that are left are the ones that are actually serious about it and the ones that are going to advance the technology forward. You yeah. Know, the, uh, you know, the cheap cash grabbers are have like kind of, Figured out that it's probably not the uh, the best place for them, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Let's see, next up, we got uh, another more Steam news uh, next week. Red Dead Two will be launching on Steam. Um, yeah, it launched already on the uh, Epic uh, Store it was very short and exclusive there. Uh, of course, it was, and uh, on the Rockstar Launcher, which mm-hmm. uh, sometimes
1: worked, most of the time didn't. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Did you see their make good? What was that? For the PC version? It's just a bundle of stuff. Yeah. Like extra ammo and items and such. Didn't (laughs) seem like anything like noteworthy. Yeah. It's like here is you don't have to scavenge for more stuff for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're gonna keep playing online, obviously. I I don't think people are going to be playing. No,
2: and I think the uh, online component of that game just didn't catch on the way GTA Online did. Uh, I think it's a different crowd. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, if you've been waiting for it for Steam, uh, next week you'll be able to get it, and you'll have to install the uh, Rockstar Game Launcher anyway, because that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Can we uh, get over the fact that we have so many goddamn l lo- uh-huh. GOG Galaxy should just rule everything, I'm sorry, but that's that's how I feel. Uh-huh. No, I agree.
3: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh
2: and finally the Atari VCS has been delayed for Indiegogo backers. Yay, hey, if you backed this uh what I'm still believing is a scam. Uh, and will continue to remain a scam in my mind until people actually get it and it's been confirmed to be decent. Uh, according to them, they're uh, looking t- still towards a 2020 March 2020 release uh, for everybody. Uh, and though the backers aren't going to get it in December, they're still going to get it earlier than everybody else. And of course, the uh, reason that they gave for the delay was, uh, yeah, we got the opportunity to use a more powerful processor, so we took it. Which was the same reason that they gave earlier in the summer for the delay that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: um, hmm When do you think that this thing is actually ever going to come out?
4: No. No.
0: I feel like that's going to be a no, dog.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: I, my hopes are not, uh, not high with this one.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: For what is essentially just a... Uh, you know a linux computer at this point uh looks like a linux computer in a fancy case with an amd apu which you know given does have some appeal to me uh i'm not sure that i would ever pony up the money up front for something that i wouldn't be sure to get uh. so especially since atari has done some pretty crappy things and yeah past, so
4: yeah. And these are not people who have the clout to have apologists either. This is going to get ugly.
5: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. If it does uh, turn out to be a complete and utter uh, fabrication and just long con, oh boy. It's uh, the Reddit will not be a very pleasant place. To, you know, well, when is Reddit a pleasant place to be? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
5: mm.
2: But yeah. Uh, so I guess that's where we'll wrap up for this week uh it's uh gonna be going into the holidays you know very soon we're already there uh game of the year stuff is gonna be starting up for us uh mm-hmm. and uh as I said before uh the holiday weekend between Christmas and uh, new year we're gonna be dark. Uh, So beyond that, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can do so at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast aggregator. Just go over to uh, anchor.fm slash update to get all the links there. Uh, You can also check out smashpad.com. Brandon's Death Stranding review is going to be there shortly once it's all edited and posted. So for uh, Patrick Mifflin, Brandon Perkins, Chris Sologi, and Lee Lamb, I have been Philip Odinofo, and we'll see you next week.